This is Cam Wyland, and you're listening to the 29th episode of the Wordplay Podcast. I'm excited to be working on a free ebook as a gift to my blog subscribers. Entitled Crafting Unforgettable Characters, this 50 page PDF is a compilation of some of my most popular articles on characters. It's a good starting place for understanding the basics of character building, as well as some tips for troubleshooting. You'll also discover inspiring quotes from successful authors, writing prompts, and creativity exercises. My busy schedule allowing, I hope to have it available by the first of the year. This is the last week you'll be able to take advantage of the special holiday deals and gifts for my readers. From now until Christmas, both of my books are available at special prices and as part of special package deals. You can find more details on my website at kmwyland, that's w-e-i-l-a-n-d dot com slash books dot php. There are some fantastic limited time deals, so I hope you'll find time to check them out. Meanwhile, enjoy this week's post. Are your characters talking heads? Good dialogue is one of the most fun parts of any story, both for the reader and the author. But dialogue alone isn't enough to make a scene. Perhaps you'll recognize the following from your own reading, or maybe even, gasp, your work in progress. John, where have you been? Oh, just out. Out where? You know, errands, the bank, haircut, library. Think you're cute, don't you? Howard called. He said you were playing slots again. This dialogue-heavy scene is suffering from several problems, most notably whitewall, or talking head syndrome. Although the bare facts of the conflict are conveyed perfectly through the dialogue, we have no idea who these people are, where they're situated in the scene, or what their body language is conveying. Dialogue can easily carry the bulk of a scene, but it shouldn't have to do everything. Compare the first scene with the one following, which includes just a few added sentences. The door banged behind me, and I winced. John, where have you been? Michaela stomped into the kitchen doorway, slinging a wet towel over her shoulder like it was a matador's cape. Or just... out. Out where? You know, errands. I pushed past her and went to the sink for a glass of water. The bank, haircut, library. Lukewarm water shot out of the spigot and overflowed the glass. I turned around, trying to blink innocently at Michaela, drink my water, and rub my sopping sleeve against my shirt to dry it. Think you're cute, don't you? Howard called. He said you were playing slots again. I choked. Water shot up the back of my nose. When planning your scenes, even scenes where what's said is what's important, give your characters something to do, or what best-selling mystery writer Elizabeth George refers to as talking head avoidance devices, fads. Her wonderful book, Right Away, One Novelist's Approach to Fiction and the Writing Life, includes a list of various tasks your characters can undertake to keep the scene alive while they're talking including getting a bee out of a jar, performing surgery, and cleaning a swimming pool. The possibilities are endless. But don't forget that it isn't enough to give your characters mindless busy work to fill up the blanks between dialogue. Their thad has to matter to the plot, has to bring something new to the table, just as John's drinking a glass of water is an attempted cover for his nervousness at being caught. Just as you should never include a filler for the sake of filling, you also shouldn't hesitate to dig a little deeper into your scenes in order to avoid white wall syndrome. By allowing your characters to communicate with their bodies as well as their mouths, you can open up a whole new layer of nuance in your dialogue. Thank you for listening to the Wordplay Podcast. To read a transcript of this episode, visit me on the web at wordplay-kmwyland, that's w-e-i-l-a-n-d, dot blogspot.com. And be sure to listen again next week.